Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining me on my guest line right here on CBS Sports Radio is Dan Walken from USA Today, their lead college football writer. Dan, how were your holidays? I hope well. Yeah, everything was good. Thank you. Good. Eat well? Uh, Too well. (laughs) <laughs> everyone is about giving i know thanksgiving is the big eating holiday but i don't know about you but i eat well on christmas too so i'm glad when others chow down like i do uh good good for you um dan is there been a bowl game that i missed that's already taken place because i'll be honest i haven't caught a ton of college football action because yeah it's all about the playoffs that's one of the downsides of the playoffs it takes a little bit of the edge off the bowl games and shame on me i fall prey to it did i miss any key bowl game i did watch uh coastal carolina blow their chance for an undefeated season the other night but that was the one game that i've watched a uh i would say a majority of more than half of did i miss anything else uh nothing significant there's been a few bowl games that have taken place there's been a lot canceled uh, I think we're down to 27 bowl games right now. Uh, today, Missouri announced they couldn't play. They were supposed to go to, uh, I believe it was the Music City Bowl to play Iowa. They can't play that one, so that, that bowl game's canceled. Uh, it's just a tough situation all around, but uh, the main thing that everyone's focused on is, is the playoff, and it looks like... Uh, everyone's on schedule, at least as of now, to show up January 1st and play those games. Fair enough. Uh, let me ask you about the one other bowl, other than the two, because they are bowl games. They are the semifinals, um, so we need to call them bowl games, because they are, even though we think of them more as the semifinals for the playoffs. I do want to ask you about the Peach, because as I mentioned, Coastal Carolina lost their chance to go undefeated and do the UCF thing of declaring themselves college football championships since they didn't get a chance to play in, even though they uh, ran the table and won all their games. Cincinnati can make the same claim. They got a good bowl bid. Peach Bowl is pretty big, and they got a, an SEC appointed opponent in Georgia. Um, you think Cincinnati's going to be able to finish up undefeated? I think they get a good shot. Georgia's going to be missing a bunch of players, uh, opt-outs, covid uh Guys just kind of not really caring. I, I don't know how big of a deal this is to Georgia, honestly, to play in that game. Uh, they're, they're a program that's kind of a playoff or bust mentality right now. Um, Cincinnati, I think, will have a strong uh, 
desire to, to be in that game and to show up and to try to finish off their, their undefeated season. A lot of times you get into situations like that. It's the team that, that wants to be there, that shows up to play, that comes out with the win, even if there's a talent disparity. I, I think we would all agree Georgia's a more talented team than Cincinnati, but if Cincinnati is, is more focused and better prepared and plays harder, they'll have a great chance to win. And there is no difference in the desire of the three teams that have made the uh, semifinals of football playoff. And that's what we're going to talk next with Dan Walken from USA Today, our guest talking college football here on CBS Sports Radio. Um, you and I spoke before they came out with the teams that actually qualified. And uh, I think you and I projected that um, Notre Dame could hang in and uh, keep one of the spots even if they lost the fact that they not only lost but got pounded, I think, made it at least questionable. It ended up that the committee said uh, it wasn't all that close that the top four going into the final weekend were the top four coming out. And they put the order, that the way, A, the way they should have, and B, the way they had to, right? You, there was no way they were going to have a Clemson-Notre Dame third game uh, before we ever got to uh, a potential matchup in a championship, right? I think it was something they certainly wanted to avoid, but I also think you want to keep the integrity of the bracket, the integrity of the seedings. So you have to sort of keep an open mind on that. But at the end of the day, I think it was a pretty easy call for them to put Notre Dame fourth because uh, they did have that, that loss, and it was not a great-looking loss in the ACC championship game. But uh, I think that gives a, a very convenient matchup, which – at least from a television perspective, a, a ratings perspective, Notre Dame-Alabama is certainly one that, that people want to see. I don't know how good the game is going to be, but it's two brand-name programs and two programs that uh, will, will generate a lot of viewers. Give me your thoughts again, and I know you shared them with me uh, previously here on CBS Sports Radio, but those that make the case that Ohio State just can't be in, that they didn't play enough games, that other teams who played double-digit games should have been in there. Texas A&M certainly made that argument, made that case. Cincinnati did uh, lesser schedule, but undefeated's undefeated. Ohio State was undefeated as well, but just played less games. How much credence did you put into that did uh, do you did you believe the committee actually made a mistake by putting Ohio State in the Final Four? I, I think this year is an anomaly. It's a year that that we all knew was going to be very messy, and that it was not going to be equal in terms of numbers of games played. Um, I, look, I think there's it's fair to have questions about Ohio State, undoubtedly. But if you take them out, who do you put in? You know, I think that's the big question that is hard to find a, a good answer for. You know, Oklahoma is the Big 12 champion, had a couple losses, um, and, and not great losses, to be honest. Um, the Pac-12 was a complete mess and a non-factor. And Texas A&M didn't uh, – they had one good win over Florida, but they didn't really have much else besides that, and they lost by four touchdowns to Alabama – and so did you want to see that game again in the semifinals? So I get why people are, are a little frustrated about the way the situation played out with the Big Ten and with Ohio State, but they are one of the four best teams, and that's the committee's, uh, 
that's that's their job every year is to identify the four best teams and to uh, take the places where there's unequal schedules and try to analyze all that out. And it gives them a lot of leeway to, to do whatever they want to do. It's it's not most deserving. It's four best. And I think they did get the four best. So you and I are on the exact same page there. Dan Wilkin, USA Today, our guest talking college football, CBS Sports Radio. We've still got several days to go, and uh, things change in the COVID world in which we live in a couple of days. Ohio State was down a bunch of players in the final game they played, the Big Ten Championship against Northwestern, which they won. Not uber impressive, but they did what they had to do, and they won the game, but they were shorthanded. Uh, how healthy are they going to be for their semifinal matchup here against Clemson, or will we not know until the day before? Well, we don't know yet. I don't know what we'll find out between now and, and game time. There's going to be some media availabilities, and I'm sure that Ohio State's going to be asked about that, and, and maybe we'll learn something. But you know, I think they, they would like to get guys back, including Chris Olave, who uh, did not play in that, that championship game. And, and certainly he wasn't the only uh, issue not having him. That wasn't the only reason why their offense – sputtered a little bit but if they could get him back that would be a huge plus and you know i think when you go into a game against clemson you kind of need every bullet in the chamber so to speak and so um if they're able to get those guys back it certainly would would give them a a better chance although i just think sort of the way the season's played out for ohio state not having some of those reps you know not having some of those games and not having the continuity it probably hurts them regardless of who's available. You mentioned their offense sputtering, and that was mostly their passing game with Olave being out. But Justin Fields not having the best game. I happen to be a big fan, and people are talking about the upcoming NFL draft uh, when we're not talking about the actual games that are going to be played to decide a national champion I'm a big fan of his. I do take the consideration Olave didn't play. And the fact that he's had a pretty good year despite all the COVID stuff. Uh, he had a phenomenal year last year and was in the Heisman mix as he should have been. Have you seen a drop-off in his game this year as compared to last year? Well, certainly the numbers aren't as good. I don't know what you read into that. It's just been such a mess of a year for everybody. And like I said, you know, the continuity factor and also in a typical year, you know, you get some early games where you can work out some kinks, you can try some things, you can build confidence, you know, playing against a lesser opponent and build some, some rhythm and momentum. And those teams did not have that this year, especially in the Big Ten. You, you had a short season, you jumped right in to conference play, and you didn't really get an opportunity to have that that week to week growth that that we normally see and and so I, I don't know if it's regression or just kind of the circumstances of of the year that's certainly going to be something for NFL teams to discuss as as they make their evaluations it's Trevor Lawrence against Justin Fields, the quarterback matchup. They could go one and two in the draft. Will be talked about a lot prior to the game itself. Well, then to me, it comes down to who's got the better defense, who plays better defensively in the game on Friday. Whose defense do you like better, Tigers or Buckeyes? 
Oh, certainly uh, Clemson, I think, ha- has a better defense. Now, you know, I-, I don't know that this is one of the best defenses Clemson's ever had. I think that, that they have, this year maybe more than a lot of other years, don't have those kind of superstar defensive linemen or, you know, there's no Isaiah Simmons on this team. But I still think from a schematic standpoint, what Brent Venables is able to do week in and week out, and obviously in a bowl situation where he's had time to prepare, I think that that's just a big, big advantage for, for Clemson. And Ohio State, they certainly have talented players, but all season they've, they've struggled at the back end a little bit. Uh, their secondary is just not not quite up to par for where you need to be to, to play with Clemson, I think. And, and so I, that's, to me, a, a huge, huge matchup. Where, where Clemson can can exploit some weakness there, which is th- their receivers and and their quarterback against the Ohio State secondary that, that you know, has, has had some pretty shaky moments. Alabama is a significant favorite over Notre Dame. Notre Dame coming off the uh, beatdown at the hands of Clemson. Will it happen again with Alabama here? They're almost three-point touchdown favorites. Um, they've been the best team in college football all year long. If you're an Alabama fan, do, is the biggest concern overconfidence coming into this game? I don't think that would be a big problem coming out of the SEC championship game where they did get challenged. You know, it was a close game, pretty much. Uh, it felt like Alabama was in control, but it, but it was a dogfight. You know, and they had to survive at the end and and get a stop and. That's the kind of game where I, I just think you, you move forward and, and grow from it. And uh, it's not great for a team always to just have things easy, to blow everybody out. So I actually think it works to Alabama's benefit that uh, they were challenged a bit. And I, I don't think overconfidence is really going to be the issue that, that Nick Saban has to deal with. Fair enough. Uh, the Heisman finalists have been named. Um, two of them are uh, Roll Tide guys in Mac Jones and Devonta Smith and uh, Trask. And uh, Trevor Lawrence did get the nod to be in the group of the finalists. Don't know if he's going to get the award because he missed too many games. At least the Vegas odds have it between the two Alabama guys with Devontae Smith actually gaining favorite status and Mac Jones as the second choice as of right now. Um, Don't know if you have a vote. Don't know if you want to reveal your vote. Don't know if you want to hint at your vote. What do you think of the Heisman Trophy this year? Yeah, I I don't vote for it. Uh, I don't, I I just don't really vote for anything awards wise, but uh, I, and I don't know what to make of it. I, I think that, um, it's it's a more interesting Heisman race than we've seen in quite some time because it's not just between one or two players. Uh, you know, often we we know it's it's going to be one guy or another uh, going into to the ceremony, and it feels largely uh, fait accompli. I think here there's there's real intrigue around how people voted, and uh, there's certain scenarios that you can look at. Did the Alabama guys split the vote between them, and did maybe that that gives an opportunity for Trevor Lawrence to sneak in there. Um, Devontae Smith was kind of the hot guy down the stretch and, and probably solidified some of that with how many balls he, he caught in the SEC championship game. But at the same time, I mean, you look at Mac Jones's numbers and I mean, they, they compare really favorably to even a guy like Joe Burrow last year. So um, I, 
I'll be interested to see how how the breakdown works, and uh, I think we can all go into that announcement really not not knowing who who exactly is going to win it. I'm glad to hear you don't have a vote. Then I can absolutely ask you if you had a vote, who would you cast it for? I I don't know, um, you know, and I haven't really given it much thought to be honest with you, but. I, I, I sort of take the position that that you know people criticize the Heisman for being a quarterback award, but at the same time, quarterback is the guy who's got to make all the decisions. The quarterback's the guy who's got to get the ball where it's supposed to be, uh, who's got to run the offense, and and you know, certainly good receivers and talented players can make a quarterback look good. And and certainly at Alabama, there's tons of of weapons there, but. You know, the way Mac Jones has played week in and week out, I think he's got a very strong argument. I, I actually don't think he's going to win, but if I were voting, I, I would probably lean in his direction just because I think he, he's been the, the key player to uh, the, the team that has has dominated the season, and, and he's, I think, the biggest reason why they, they've scored as many points as they have. You and I are on the same page. If I vote, uh, Mac Jones uh, would get it. My buddy Dan Walken from USA Today talking college football here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, I'm giving Ohio State a chance to pull the upset. I'm giving Notre Dame very little chance to actually be able to beat Alabama. If it's Clemson and Alabama for the championship, how will it be perceived? How will it be received? And part of that is television ratings, and you may or may not be the kind who likes to speculate on that. Um, it is how many times in how many years we've had the same two teams playing for the national championship. Is there any fatigue attached to the tide against the Tigers? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there, there would be some. I, I believe it would be the fourth time in seven years of the playoff that they've played in the championship game and, and the fifth time they've, they've played in the playoffs uh, in seven years. And, and that may get old for, for some folks. Um, so, you know, I, but they've, they've also been the best teams. And I, I don't know, you know, if you're going to have a system where, the, the, like a playoff in, in college football, this is not the NCAA tournament. If Cinderella in college football doesn't exist. And so the best teams are going to be there at the end for the most part. And they've been the best teams. And I, I don't really, you know, have, have an opinion on it other than to say, you know, it may not be the best for television ratings, but it certainly honors who the best teams are. I agree wholeheartedly with you. Again, you and I are on the same page about a lot tonight. That's good. Uh, it makes me feel better about my position. If you're on the same page with me, nothing you can do. Because I'm here and I'm getting tweets and stuff. Alabama, Clemson again, question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, hey, they burned it. If they both win uh, this week on Friday and they play again, I'll look forward to it because I think it'll be a great game, number one. And that's the most important thing. And it's number one thing we should always be looking at. But they, if they win, they win. And they should get a chance to win a national championship. Both have won before. When I say both, I mean the programs and the coaches who have both been there for a longer period of time. Who do you think a title would mean more to at this stage, Dabo or Saban? Well, I don't think it's going to change either one of their lives at this point. I think they've, they've both uh, done pretty well. But I think with Saban, just every time he wins a title, it it 
changes the conversation or strengthens the argument that that he's the greatest college football coach of all time and you know the kinds of numbers that that he's putting up uh, if they win it again it's it's almost unthinkable in, in in this era that somebody could be that that good for that long but uh he's found a way to do it and and along the way to reinvent what what their program is and how they win games and so the I, I, look, I, I don't know that it's a big breakthrough or anything like that for, for either one of them. They've both you know, been there and done that, but, but Saban's, he's already in historic territory and, you know, another title would, would truly, uh, you know, I, I think truly put him uh, far out of reach for just about everybody else that, that we've seen. Dan, last thing, you going to either game or you're doing what everybody does in the COVID world in which we live, watching it on TV like the rest of the world and then getting on Zoom as soon as the game ends? Uh, as of now, I'm, I will be at uh, the, the, the Rose Bowl played in Dallas. Uh, nice. That's, uh, that's where I'll be uh, on, on New Year's Day. So everything in this world can change on a moment's notice, but that's where I am planning to be. Dan, we plan on having you on uh, after the season's over and done with. Help us wrap it up. Thank you very much for hopping on with us a couple times during the year to keep us well-informed. Uh, have a happy new year, my friend. Enjoy yourself. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Dan Walken, USA Today's uh, college football lead writer here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 